Today, I want to talk about games. Games are pretty awesome, they're pretty fun, they're pretty amazing. It's a huge industry, huge history, and it's pretty much changed a lot of how we live our lives today. Um, of course, people always, or at least currently, say that games are for kids, games are, you know, waste of time. People like to use games as a scapegoat for a lot of things, as escapism um, on the side of gamers or as a uh, as an exclamation for bad uh, behavior on the side of non-gamers. And it's just a whole mess of, of uh, misunderstanding and non-communication and uh, lack of empathy for, and a lack of understanding for what games really are. They are, of course, they are a, a means of escape. Um, chiefly, but most importantly, they are a means of imagination. They are a means of the ability to do things that you cannot do in, in you know, everyday life. They are a means of enjoying uh, certain activities that, that kind of require you to think in, the, in, a different, in a different level than you can in everyday life. A lot of people, we live lives of kind of drudgery. We live lives of um, doing the same activity dating out without very much of a, uh, of a uh, what's the term? Well, obviously, without much progression, without much uh, of a visible progression is what I really want to say. So, yes, we may earn income. We may be able to uh, earn a bit of life for ourselves, buy a house, buy a car and all that. But it's, 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 <laughs> if you look at it from the aspect of a game, Life is a has a very poor progression system, you know. <laughs> you can be grinding for for days, for weeks, for months, or even years on end, and barely receive any real any real reward for your effort. And it's it's depressing for a lot of people, and that is very understandably so. Uh, mostly because our current day society is not really built upon the principles um, of a game. And which is a game is meant to you know reward you for your efforts. A game is meant to be entertaining, be fun. You know, most people say uh, that is the chief most most important thing for a game to be, to be fun. And unfortunately, life is not fun for a lot of people. But for the most wealthy of humans, the people who many deem as the most successful or the happiest people, life is very much a game for them. Life is often perceived or at least um, communicated as a game for the more successful or the, or the more happy uh, a person is. Why? Because it kind of got down how to game life, how to, um, how to measure their progression in a constructive way, how to grind and reward themselves for that grinding, how to enjoy the act of grinding you know, in everyday life. And I think looking at it from that perspective is very important in the, the coming years and decades of, of, of humanity because we're going to uh, just continue on this. We're not really, well, let me back up a second. So in the, in the history of, uh, of, of life, you know, <laughs> um, we've kind of treated, treated life as, a, as more of a... Um, as more of a crafting game, where <laughs> you know, um, at some points there's a lot of combat, uh, but 
for most of us, it was a crafting game, you know, agriculture, hunter gathering, stuff like that. It's very much, you know, go out, get this thing, uh, and bring it back to the to the village, or go out and, and and grow this thing and keep it alive for X months and then harvest it. It's very much a very much a crafting game, you know. You take the res- you get your resources, um, you gather those resources up, and then you can finally, you know, uh, relax for a little bit, and then you go out and do it all again. Um, for a lot of people, their their jobs were crafting jobs. They were, you know, tailors and peddlers and blacksmiths and um, salesmen or, or shopkeepers or whatever. This, that, and the other. Um, very few people, in terms of the, the the percentage of the overall population, were warriors. Very few people were were combat oriented classes. So, um, their lifestyle, their their progression system has become a, a thing of um, how much resources have I got in this period of time. Um, and that is kind of, that is, that is useful, that is enjoyable for some people, and is very much visual in the aspect of, you know, you, you have, you're running a successful farm. You can see how, much, how, how, how well of a farmer you're doing based on how much um, harvest you're reaping. But... For a lot of people, especially when the, the, the kind of classism has expanded and to where there's more jobs to be done, to where you don't have to just be you know, on, on the farm or anything. You can go be in any number of industrial jobs. Then, even though those are themselves usually crafting-related jobs, they are, they are more flexible in terms of um, their... Play style, if you want to say that, <laughs> instead of going out day instead of going day in and out doing the same thing every day, you're often at least for a time you're often like creating custom uh, tools, creating custom uh, whether it was jewelry or or, or weapons or um, textile or um, or really the 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 more uh, what's the term the more mental based jobs those were. Um, less related to crafting, they were, you know, writing, they were uh, researching, they were doing, you know, more cerebral tasks that, that, that became its own totally different class type, its own totally different play style. And still at this point, you still had, you know, combat classes and these advanced, um, these became even more visceral because now you had uh, objects of, you had weapons that, that caused more damage and you had weapons and armor and all this stuff. <laughs> very much likening it to a game because I feel like life can, can very, mu- uh, very much be, um, you know, described as such. But um, the, you, you kind of get the basis here. Of, I hope you get where I'm going here and that life is very important to see life from an outside perspective. So you can better um, determine the, the, the play style that, that you're going for. Um, she's I'm rambling like crazy here. <laughs> but let, let me cut to the chase, I guess. Um, so what I'm trying to portray here is that in the current meta of you know, the game of life, a lot of the play styles are, are, have kind of abstracted themselves away from the direct progression systems that we've enjoyed throughout most of human history. Before even even um, in the farming times or in the times where there's more war, where a lot of people were doing combat-based you know classes and stuff like that, um, those progression systems were very direct. 
you know, you, you, you gain stronger, you gain more influence, you gain uh, more, more harvest or whatever, and you can immediately see those results. Um, but when society got more industrialized, even though you had more flexibility in the types of classes you can take and the types of jobs you can do, you had actually less of a progression system. Because one, you started out, um, the standard of living has raised, meaning the level, the, the floor, uh, uh, the skill floor has been raised. So as soon as you get into a game, you're already on the same level as people who have been in the game for, you know, number of years. And only the elites at that point have, have kind of separated themselves from the rest. And... Um, even at that, when the first industrial age, you know, that time, there was a much better class system. I mean, there's a much better progression system and skill uh, gap, or rather skill, um, skill levels than they are today. The whole classism, uh, the, the, the income gap, you know, that is the class gap. That is, that's the skill gap. That's like playing a game of, of freaking Battle Royale, like Apex or something like that, where you go in a game... And you're at level one, you get melted by level 100 people, <laughs> people who have like 2,000 kills because there's a huge class gap. Everybody in the middle kind of just dropped off the game to go play something else. But in real life, you can't drop off the game. You die, you know what I'm saying? So people are stuck at the bottom or at the top. So uh, kind of a roundabout way of getting there. But that's just one aspect of, of life that I wanted to, you know, uh, compare to games. The other point is that in addition to the in, in addition to the class uh, or the skill gap in terms of you know the 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 levels being a huge differentiator in, in your progression there's also less of a uh, return for your progression so in the industrial age when you go and do a job when you go and do a you call it a quest or a task or whatever when you go grind on a daily basis you're not seeing much of a or any of an improvement in your class in your level year after year you go and grind but <laughs> you're not even seeing the results of your own grinding it's very much like these uh theme 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 park based mmos that are cookie cutter crap that everybody hates nowadays because it's the same thing you go out and you do your fetch quest you do your kill quests and you just do it just because the NPC said for you to do it. It's like, oh, I need 10 wool pelts. So you go and kill 10 wolves. For what? I don't know. You're not gaining anything. <laughs> they, don't, they don't create for you a, a, a cape based on the wolves. Or they don't create for you. They, you, you don't take these pelts and go give it to somebody else in another town. There's no, there's no depth to the progression. There's no depth to the quests that you're doing, that you're, that you're um, grinding for. And it feels like that, I think, for the average person in um, an industrial, industrialized society. Because instead of back in the old days where you can immediately use the, the fruits of your labor, you're not <laughs> using that anymore. It's going to be abstracted. It's going out somewhere else. You know, it's going to be sold. Maybe eventually down the line it's going to be sold in your community or something like that. But you, you don't really see that. So it seems to you that there is no death to your grinding, even in a service job, in a in a uh, a job where you're flipping burgers, you're grinding day in and out, right? Flipping those burgers, but you're never, almost never, or rather, oh excuse me, geez, rather you're almost 
never going to see a real, a real um, leap in your progression from flipping those burgers. Because it's a dead-end class. It's not in the middle. <laughs> you chose a class that, that inherently is flawed and unbalanced, is underpowered. And there's no one to come balance it. It's very rare that these types of classes get balanced in, in, the, in, the, in the, the game, the life of um, the game of life. And so that means a lot of us are stuck day in and out doing these same jobs that we hate because our progression systems suck. We're not really receiving anything, any rewards from them. And all of this <laughs> has been constantly going through my mind as I'm thinking about my own game that I want to create. Um, because I feel like I, I'm, I greatly enjoy MMOs. I haven't played a whole lot of them. I played, you know, Archeage a little bit. I played, uh, the most common one I played is Guild Wars 2. I played that for like a couple years. Played friggin' Adventure Quest Worlds. That's my first MMO I really played. Um, and I did a few things every now and then. But I never really did, I never really was able to get on the, the World of Warcraft bandwagon. I missed that. And later on, I, I didn't really feel like, you know, playing that game because it's, it's been the same template for every other game. So it doesn't really feel the same for me jumping into it now um, as it was for other people. And so I've been designing my own game for the past couple of years now and been thinking, thinking about, OK, how, how do you create an MMO? How do you create a game and which is meant to keep people playing for a long period of time, to keep people invested in that game? While at the same time, um, having a world that people actually want to play in, you know, having a game system, having game mechanics that people want to, 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 to stay in, you know, to play over and over again, to go day in and out and enjoy the grind, enjoy the quest, enjoy the progression system. How do you do that? And so the, um, I'm constantly watching, you know, videos about questing about progression system about game mechanics about all this stuff and it has kind of hit me that man life is just like this you know <laughs> um especially when you watch videos about like alan watts or whatever he's talking about you know you got to see see life differently you can't you can't um play life you have to dance through it or you can't um What's the term? I think he said something like that. But basically, he's like comparing life as something similar. And other people who are, who, who are deemed very intelligent, who are deemed very influential or successful or wealthy, they have said the same things. They view life not as a finite game or as a finite uh, thing where you, where you have a linear progression. You do this, that, and the other. They see it as a game as an, um, or rather as an infinite game. Where you're constantly uh, grinding and you're enjoying the act of grinding. Gary Vee said it says this all the time. He says it best all the time. If you're not enjoying the grind, then what are you doing? You're wasting your time. You have to do something in life where you enjoy the work, the hustle of it of itself. If you're trying to do something to to gain money or to gain, you know, to get that new house, to get that new car, you're not going to enjoy your actual, the actual thing you're doing to get there. And that is, in itself is going to almost surely, almost surely make sure that you do not ever get there. And even in the, in the, in the small chance that you do get there, you won't enjoy it. Because 
we don't really for a good progression system you don't enjoy the the, the payoff very much cuz our brains are meant to have a constant wheel of of improvement a constant wheel of um you know do this again and again we are meant to repeat things because that is like the easiest way for the brain to see patterns and for for us to recognize you know what we're doing through life so when you see repayoff you you get that in the rush of endorphins and then you're gonna want more so that is why you can't go about life expecting um, the rewards to pay off the rewards to make you happy enough to actually enjoy life you have to go through life and join the process of going through life <laughs> so it's kind of like um Again, like a game, man. <laughs> it's kind of like you know a, a loot box system versus a versus an actual questing, you know, MMO type of system, where where a bad progression system is like, okay, you do this thing, and then you get a loot box, and oh, let's open up inside. Do you get something good? Yeah, maybe uh, you get, maybe you don't get something good. <laughs> but even if you do get something good, it's usually just cosmetic. And if it is something um, something actually game-breaking, then it feels unbalanced. Kind of like winning a lottery. People lose, almost always lose that money because they, feels, they feel like they didn't earn it. And they, uh, because they, don't, they subconsciously don't feel like they earned that money, they spend it on all sorts of things that ultimately don't matter and end up right back where they started. It's a loot box. It's a... It's a it's a random, randomly generated thing that has only aesthetic or only surface level content. For us to really enjoy the pro- progression system, we have to really enjoy the grinding system. For us to really enjoy the payoff, we have to really enjoy the way to the, 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 the way that we earned that reward. And so um <laughs> Wow, that's a lot. Ugh. And so for me, that means in order for the next uh, couple of decades to be really something that's beneficial to humanity, we have to lean into this gaming aspect of life. We have to lean into um, the ability to measure our everyday, our everyday grind, really. I think we have to turn life into a real life game to really make sure that we're we're incentivized to align our interests with our with our reality, align our dreams and our desires and all this with our everyday practical real life you know actions. And so, what does that mean? That means we need to create a system. In which people can enjoy the grind. I think there's two ways to really go about this. One, you make games give you real life rewards. Or two, you make life be more like a game by actually measuring your everyday tasks as you would your real life, your uh, as you would a game's levels or experiences or skills or quests, you know, take the, the job that you do 
and call it a um, a quest or or job type or, or rather class or something like that. You know, um, so let, let me explore the first part because I think that is actually more difficult for people to imagine than just gamifying life. Um, I think there can be a lot more opportunities for games to reward real life, to reward you in real life, and to be valuable in your everyday life. Not just as a way of content production, like as a as there are now with YouTubers and Twitch streamers just, you know, playing games and getting paid for it. No, because that is not really using the game itself to reward yourself in life. That is using your personality or your skill as a gamer to benefit from life, if you get what I'm saying there. Um, that's just the same as being an athlete, basically. But instead of you know playing a sport, you're playing a game, which many consider as a sport. So what I really mean there is being able to play, let's say, let's take World of Warcraft. Well, I don't know. I don't really know about World of Warcraft. <laughs> Let me take Apex Legends because I actually play that like as often as I can. I freaking love that game, even though it has some serious progression system problems. Um, but let's take Apex Legends, right? It's a battle royale, so even if you haven't played it, you kind of get the gist of battle royales, or you kind of get the gist of of you know what you're supposed to do there. You just you know drop down, a bunch of other people are there. You got to be the last one standing. It's kind of like a king of the hill, but you know there's random stuff around, so. <laughs> it's kind of by chance if you if you uh, um, get some good loot or whatever. But basically, let's take Apex Legends and make it so that we can benefit from real life by playing this game. So that by the end of this, you know, exercise by the end of this example, I want to I want to show how um, playing the action of playing a game can be seen as something productive for society. Not just as an entertainment value or as an escape um, from life. So, in Apex Legends, you have um, 60 people dropping. You have three-man squads. You have a whole bunch of different weapons and ammo and all this stuff. One way you can make um, this realistic to life, or rather, uh, one way you can make the game practical to real-day real life and give you rewards is if those guns, those weapons are like, are basically realistic weapons or like your ability to test um, real weapons that, that the army wants to test. Maybe, maybe the army has a new, has some, some, some new guns they want to test. What if you can put those, the, the, all the specifications of those guns in a game like Apex Legends and as people play them, you can understand, you know, the, the the reload mechanisms the the um the aiming the uh, the drift of the aiming the uh, bullets and all that stuff you can understand all this how much ammo is used on average um, how fast you can kill somebody with it all this stuff you know that's an obvious I think example of how you can get real life value from a game and even though I don't really like that one because I don't really like the military <laughs> you know um, an emphasis on weapons, but, you know, that's just a, an obvious and huge value add that you can do um, in this exchange. One, another example is um, a real-life simulation of, say, psychological um, psychological impact of, of, of maybe shooting people or rather a, 
social, oh, ooh, even better, uh, real life psychological or uh, right, psychological and sociological um, research experiment for team building, for communicating between three man squads and how that affects um, how the how the effects of uh, or, ah, how the context of random squad um, compares and contrasts from a team-based squad, from people that know each other. And you can even go a step further. How does it, how does um, people that, oops, gonna have to finish this soon. How do, uh, how does a squad of people that loosely know each other, like from a, a shared Discord group, how does that differ from some longtime friends who actually, you know, spend time with each other every day in real life? How do those two groups stack up against each other? And what are the um, sociological differences in their, in their communication skills? You know, that, that would be a hugely valuable research thing. And there's almost no real, um, no real experiments going on like this. And even though there's, this is like, <laughs> games are like the perfect laboratories, I think, for, you know, these types of studies. Maybe uh, some other scientists will, will tell me why it's not, but... I don't know. I think there's some hugely valuable things you can do in terms of researching um, either people or environments or whatever inside of a game world. One example um, is what they actually did is uh, some economists used to uh, use like World of Warcraft and examples like that for um, for uh, cases of, of certain types of economical, you know, certain types of economic um Events, you know, there's a freaking watched a video about it a while ago, but I'm sure you know some people that actually play the game will will have a better example of this. But the point is, you can use game game worlds and uh, people who play the games and the things in the games to um, simulate real world events, real world objects, real world uh, subjects, things that impact the real world, and people can can and should get paid from that they can and should um show that that is valuable to life to like everyday life um another example let me see let me see if i can get one more example before i have to go so i guess another one you can use is uh geographic data that you can put what if like the map of um apex legends has a very dynamic um map that is obviously you know uh purposely created to make sure it's, it's very um, very conducive to gunfights. So some areas are open, wide open, you can snipe across the map. Some areas are, are very closed in and you have to like duck and dodge behind things and there's plenty of cover um, so you don't get, you know, sniped from across the map. <laughs> and you can sneak up on people and all this stuff. So what if you can simulate, um, you know, real world geographies in these game worlds and something like a battle rail like Apex Legends and show like the ramifications of this sort of geographic on a, on different battles, or rather on even on um, the the uh, movement that people do through these environments. Because uh, an important aspect of something like city building, of something like you know um, urban research in general, of, of architecture, is the geographic um, the effects that geography has on on how people move that through that environment. You can simulate all of this inside of a game. It doesn't even have to be a, a necessarily realistically, physically rendered game. Like in Apex Legends, you can slide down hills forever <laughs> and 
in real life you can't obviously do that, but at least you can simulate, okay, uh, people would rather go through this path rather than this path. They would rather, you know, um, go up here to this ledge rather than that ledge and stuff like that. Um, you can simulate all of that in a game, uh, regardless of how realistic it actually is. <sighs> But yeah, there's so much um, stuff you can do here, man. I think uh, the value you can have in society by really digging deep into the the ability for games to simulate real life is is powerful, man. And people should be rewarded for this. People should be able to play games and feel like they're not wasting their time, you know, because I don't think they are. People are, it's already been proven that people... Um, or gamers receive a a a certain certain amount of um, mental stimulus when they're playing a game. A lot of their you know different parts of their brain lights up, and they gain a lot of skills. Um, not just hand-eye coordination, but a number of you know um, processing, a number of freaking memory of of all these things you have to take into consideration as you're gaming. All of these things are real-life skills that you can actually use for other. Um, other uses, other tools, and other uh, jobs or anything like that. So all of that should most definitely be um, better and emphasized and incentivized in our society. So boom, bang, bang. That's it for now. I'm definitely going to do a part two to this because I think there is so much more we can go into it. And I still haven't talked about the gamification of everyday life too. So uh, yeah, expect that. Bye-bye.